Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Real Walk. I am your host, Kathy, and we are about to get into it. Listen, <clears throat> yesterday I said some things. <laughs> I don't I don't know where we were going, but listen, things happened and yeah, it is what it was. I still saw that, you know, some of y'all listened, so thank you. <laughs> um Yeah. Today is day nine of the December special series. It's series. Okay. And <laughs> I'm just going to read. Um, you know what? I'm not going to title it anything. I'm just going to read scripture and we're going to talk about it. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So this is from Proverbs chapter three. And we're going to begin at. Hold on. Ooh. Yep, chapter 3, verse 11. And the Bible says, <clears throat> My son, do not reject or take lightly the discipline of the Lord. Learn from your mistakes and the testing that comes from him, from his correction through discipline, nor despise his rebuke. For those whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. Happy, blessed, considered, fortunate, to be admired, is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom, and the man who gains understanding and insight, learning from God's word and life's experiences. For God's, for wisdom's profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain is better than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and nothing you can wish for compares with her in value. Long life is in her hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are highways of pleasantness and favor, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy, blessed, considered fortunate to be admired, is everyone who holds her tightly. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's where we're going to go. Let me tell you something. I absolutely... If if you've forgotten or you don't remember me saying this, I love the Psalms and Proverbs books. I they are my favorite. They are filled with so much um wisdom. I, I absolutely love them so much because I remember even growing up I was like if well i used to read it in king james version so i was like this is shakespeare i like i have to it's like shakespeare poetry i have to uncode the messages i have to think hard it's not just words that automatically speak what they mean but you have to go deep into what they mean and as always holy spirit take the road okay take the wheel <laughs> guide us through this one because i'm just going to talk about this and i like this is w one of my favorite scriptures um because i want to talk about the correction of god <laughs> that's our title that's what we're gonna do yeah i should write it down somewhere we're gonna talk about the, the correction of god and i actually mentioned this briefly in another episode where i was talking about it is better to wrestle with things now to be corrected to be chastised now than to burn for them later yes yes and sometimes you know we love the god of abundance oh we love god and he's abundant ways this the sun is blinding me we love the god. like he is 
overflowing oh yes you know all the myths you know all the preachings okay about god my provider he's always giving he's always supplying every need of mine even for everything i ask for he responds i want to take out let's talk about when god takes away <laughs> mm, yeah yeah that, that's a that's that's another one let's talk about when things are removed because sometimes we see things that are removed as a loss but that is god also adding if god removes a relationship from you it may be because he wants that that's him giving you peace because that relationship was not providing you peace it was it wasn't giving okay it wasn't giving what it was supposed to give and the thing is the amount of times I keep hearing, God, why? You were not supposed to do that. That that wasn't what we discussed. <laughs> that was it's, That's not how I thought you were going to carry this out. That's not how I thought this was going to turn out. But we keep going back to that verse. God's ways are better than our ways. His way of doing things is better than our way of doing things. His plans he has for us are better than our own plans. And yet, do we remember this? when we're in disappointment do we remember this when things didn't go how we thought god was going to do them and i'll keep repeating this god doesn't need your permission to do certain things okay but he does need your co- your cooperation though right he needs your cooperation but he doesn't need your permission to do things my favorite um word given by someone i i, I don't even remember his name he was a guest speaker at our church and this man was talking about how, like, listen, if God puts something in your heart, he calls you for something, and you don't respond, don't be fooled thinking God isn't going to do it. God's plans always prevail, whether you're in it or not. It's either he calls you for it, and you respond, and you're the one who gets to work with God through it. Or if you say no, don't worry, he'll still get it done. The problem is, it sucks for you because you just missed out on partnering with God. And how many of y'all know, though the struggle may be real, the blessing after is so much better. And I, I wanted to actually, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about when God takes away. Because I went through a season of reading the book of Job and that book like y'all it was it was it was it was speaking to me okay like it was giving everything and i love it so much because it's when you're empty you get to see your need and dependency on god right you get to see oh what i thought was good for me isn't good for me right and it goes back to how some things are here for seasons so some things we're not an idol before, but they've become an idol now. And they have to be removed. Because one thing, one time God told me, I wanted, um, <laughs> I wanted to watch this Korean drama before. And God practically had to tell me, let it go. Not right now. Stop it. I, it to me, I was like, but hold on. <laughs> I've been watching all these other ones. You didn't say nothing why now and god was showing me 
what had become something I regularly do, I don't even think about it that much, I just do it sporadically, had become something that I'm doing too much. And he had to tell me, for where I'm taking you, you can't bring that. It's too heavy. You have to let go of luggage. Here's the analogy. Make room. Mm. Make room for him to, to, to come in and do what he wants to do. Make room for the plans of God. Don't let your... Don't try to make God make room or figure out a way or a place to... It's like having a table cluttered with stuff and it's like you want God to be the one to figure out where can I squeeze in my plans? Where can I squeeze in my assignments for you? It's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. A cluttered space, it's, it, 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 it's a space for things to be avoided and not taken care of. But where there is, a, you get to see things clearly. And sometimes God wants you, when you get in his assignments and his plans, he wants you to have a clear vision of what he's doing. So as, as uh, David here was speaking and he, uh, he's basically talking to Solomon, he's telling him, do not reject or take lightly the discipline of the Lord. Why? Because it helps you learn from your mistakes and the testing that comes from his correction through discipline. There is, can someone say, there is elevation, right? There is elevation in correction. You cannot grow unless you're corrected. And if I'm going to be honest with you, we're living in a time where we're seeing lawlessness increasing. People don't like authority. They don't want to hear what other people have to say. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone is right and no one is wrong. <laughs> There's no wrong that exists anymore. It's just, I'm right and my truth is my truth. Oh, no, 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 honey. There's no such thing as your truth because there is only the truth, okay? The, the one truth is the one who said he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. And so we're in times where people don't want to be corrected people don't want to listen to their parents even who correct them like that's just how what i'm seeing right now i'm seeing that in the generations that is coming i don't know if i want to get into it right now hmm. <laughs> um because it, it it honestly speaking it puts me in a place where it upsets me i get to a place i'm I, i'm just like not me yesterday, legit screaming, be like, I'm going to raise my kids the way I was raised. Oh, you want to close the room, the door to your room? Not in my house. So th- that's basically, like, that's that's where I was going. And it's, it's increasing. No one wants to be corrected. Everyone wants to be right. Correction is now an attack on someone. Oh, you're being prejudiced. Oh, you're discriminating. I'm just telling you the truth. When are we going to get to a point where it's like, I messed up. In fact, do you even have that capability to say I was wrong? And friend, if you can't say that, you've put yourself in a place of pride. Get used to saying I'm wrong. (laughs) What I did was wrong. Okay. Uh, I didn't get the full truth out. I didn't say the thing accurately. I didn't do it perfectly. Why? Because correction Correction brings growth. If you cannot be corrected, you will not grow. If no one, if there are no people even in your life who are pointing out your wrongs, you are not growing. And honestly speaking, I like how in the Bible it says a real friend is the one who's not going to watch you go off and destroy your life. 
But people today, when they hear love, all they think about is, oh, you must accept me. You must tolerate me. No. If I love you, I will tell you when you got it wrong. If I love you, I will point out you're messing up. Fix it. Why? Because at the end, it's not... Your friend is not the one who sees you going to a bar and is the one who's driving you to the bar. It's not your drinking buddy is not your friend. Okay? Because they see you drunk and sloppy yet tomorrow they're calling you up and telling you let's go to the bar again. That's not your friend. Mm -mm. And I'm not saying let's cast people aside but I'm trying to help you understand correction is necessary. If you don't have correction You're not going to grow. And so, I love it because the way David puts it, correction equals wisdom. How will I know that was wrong unless someone tells me that was wrong? And it's funny because if you cannot be corrected by people, when God God corrects you, are you even going to listen? Because, see, God talks about, Jesus mentioned, actually, he was like, you don't love me. If you simply, if you can hate your brother, someone you can see with your two eyes, yet me, someone you can't see, and you want to say you love me, but you can't love them, that can't be right. (laughs) That, that that can't that can be it and I even even got to a place where I was saying this it goes it goes it trickles down into other things how do I plan to do the big things when I can't even handle the small things how it's like how God said be faithful to the little and he'll know that he can give you bigger things to take care of Yet everybody wants bigger things to take care of, but they don't want to have the accountability to watch over the small things. Anyway, I'm going off into a whole different thing. Anyway, I, I did say, let let the message go, however the message wants to go. Um, so, yeah. Correction is necessary. Now, what happens when God is the one who takes away? And I love so much because the perfect story about taking away is Job. I mean, listen, you think you're having a bad day? Mm-mm. This man lost everything in hours, okay? Less than 24 hours, everything crumbled around him. And I love it so much because how many of us have the exact same attitude as Job did? Well, yeah, when we are going through hard times, are we still able to say, God, even though things are hard, even though I'm disappointed, even though I'm hurt, I am broken, I'm still going to praise you. Do you have the ability to get up and give God the glory that he deserves even when you don't feel like it? Here's why I'm correlating this with correction. Because technically, I used to be that person. I I didn't like to be told I'm wrong. Okay, I remember someone said this to me. And I'm glad she said this to me because I didn't even realize it. A friend of mine one time said, 
you like to be right and you don't like it when someone tells you that you're wrong honestly i was offended i was like what is she talking about yeah i can i can take it i can take it which is funny because i was i was doing the exact same thing she's doing i'm like what is she talking about yes i do i'm not like that like what and it was all true i did not like it when someone told me i was wrong and which in a sense is being prideful (laughs) in a sense it is being prideful um and so until she said that in fact i didn't even i didn't even know what to say to her i just walked away because what i'm glad she said that to me because it's only a couple like a little while later i realized that's true and unless i get to a place where i change this i'm going to keep spiraling off and thinking everything i think is correct no 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 it's not the more you get correction the more especially from god the more you get correction from god the more he gets to prune things out of your life that are causing you to go on the broad way Mm -hmm. he's pulling out the things that are making you stay on the fence Mm -hmm. he's pulling out the things that are making you compromise he's ways of doing things and his way of saying things for the world that's what he's doing that's what correction is he's removing those things out of your life and pruning isn't always nice in fact sometimes it's painful i mean that's why i say it is better to be corrected by god here be corrected, be a person who can be molded, be a person who is teachable. A teachable person knows they're not a teacher, they're a student, right? And you're always going to be it. I love it because following God, you're always the student. There's never a time when you're like, okay, the, the student has become the master, okay? Each time you go to scripture, look at it like it's a fresh page. Like, which is why my people who keep highlighting and taking notes on the side of your Bible, that, that, that's lovely. But don't go and read that note, those notes right away. I would say, read the word and say, God, I want your revelation. I want what you're trying to tell me through this. Because I've read stories over and over and over and I'm just nitpicking different themes out of it. And sometimes... They helped me during seasons in my life where I was like, I wouldn't have turned to that book. I mean, I would have went somewhere else, not this scripture. I didn't know this one could be the one to help me during the season. And so what we do is we, if we're not moldable, then how can God reshape you and shape you? Not only for what he has planned for you, but also for the seasons you're going through. Some of you are like, it's like I can't feel God right now. It's like I'm going through this and the time when he's supposed to be here, I can't hear him. I can't feel him. Well, have you tried listening to him? Have you tried separating yourself from everything and just being like, God, I, I want to hear your voice. 
Is there a part where you try to warn me about something and I didn't listen? Is there a part where you told me not to stay away from this and I didn't listen? You see, those are the important things of being a person who's correctable. Who can be corrected. (laughs) Correctable? Hold on. So be a person who can be corrected. Because you... It helps you gain wisdom. I love it because during a process, the first time when God takes things away from you, it makes no sense. You're like, I I thought I'm good. Why are you taking this away from me? And then you get to a point where you're in the middle and it's like you're sitting now. Everything has been removed. And you get to you you you, you get to feel it at the end. You're like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm sleeping better. I don't know what's going on, but I'm listening. I'm having less anxiety. I'm having, I'm worrying less. There's less fear in my life, and it's only because you are moldable. It's only because you gave yourself to God and said, "I'm separating myself from everything else." But to you, I give myself. You're gaining wisdom. You're gaining a way of doing life, and I love that. Um, David says that don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Are you moldable by God? Are you teachable by God? Because some of us, we're very teachable to the world. I mean, (laughs) anything the world says, we're just absorbing. We're just like... I trust you, Google. I I believe what you're saying. Like, what you say is the fact, the fact. But at the same time, you don't want to trust the one who created the heavens and the earth, who formed the skies, the mountains, and every plant you see, the one who takes care of everything out there, and they don't even have to worry about anything. Yet God provides for them. You see what I'm saying? And so... Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't think you're you got it all. Don't think you're all that. You're not the teacher. It's not a the student become a master walk. It's I'm going to always be the student. And I love it because the Bible always like my, my pastor said on Sunday, it complements each other. It, it it fits well together. And the way it works, it's like you get to see, oh, the, the more I listen to God, the more I'm a student of God, I become humble. Why? Because I don't, I don't see myself as all that. I, don't, I see God as all that. My thoughts are all about God. And so, you know, you see what I mean? Everything just goes hand in hand together. The next thing you know, you are walking in the path God has for you. And what does that mean for you? David says, it is health to your body. Your marrow, your nerves, your sinus, your muscles, all your inner parts. Refreshment to your physical well-being, to your bones. See, scripture isn't just to strengthen you. Let me tell you something. Don't ever separate um, what you learn from the Bible to be, it's just a spiritual, to, 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 to feed my spiritual life. You know, like, um, um, you're going to find that you're separating every area of your life. Because that means you're like, oh, my physical life is my physical life. No, no, no. It's life. <laughs> Put everything in it. That's how I'm starting to live these days. I'm just mixing everything. I'll be I'll be working out and I'll be like, Holy Spirit, you got to help. You got to give me strength for this one because whoo, it burns. <laughs> okay. You, it, invite God into everything. He wants to be in everything. He's not just reserved for your spiritual life. He's also for your mental life. He's also for your physical life. He's also for your 
every area for your physical life, like for your healing. So you can't just direct him into one corner and be like, that's my spiritual life. No, no, no. Your spiritual life spills into everything. You hear what I'm saying? Connect everything together. Don't separate it. So the, the guidances of God is not just for the benefit of your soul. It's for the benefit of your thinking. It's for the benefit of the way you live your life. God doesn't just want to save your soul. God doesn't just want to, he, he, he wants to use you even here on the earth. He wants to work with you here on the earth. He wants to see you. Even Paul says, "My, I, I pray you prosper in everything. You, 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 you are thriving in every part of you. You hear what I'm saying? So God wants to be in part of everything. And so if we can't be corrected, so don't just think correction comes with, oh, you know, I should pray. I agree. I should pray. God says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You have to be mindful of how you take care of your body. You pray for healing. How about exercising too? Be mindful of what you eat. Stop it with the McDonald's every day. You know it's not good for your arteries, girl. Okay, like, this is what I'm talking about. Wisdom isn't just knowing stuff. Wisdom is the way you live. I, if when The way I see, I know that you have the wisdom of God, is I look at your life. And I'm like, this person is, has got peace. A peace that I don't even understand. I mean, like, I, I know God gives peace, but like, this person is unfazed. They're walking what God says. They cannot be offended. You hear what I'm saying? They, they, they are. I don't just see God when they are preach, preaching. I see him working in their life, even when they're outside doing their stuff. They are diligent in their work. They have assignments. They get them done. Okay. That, that wisdom is the way is walking it out. That's why it's important that we don't just become readers of the word. We become doers of the word. The word becomes the way we walk, the way we talk. It, and the way you only do that is allow the word of God to transform you. Be transformed by the word of God. How do you renew your mind? How do you change? You go to the word. Stay in the word. Live up this word. Let it become all that you, you, you are and are, are about. You know, get in the word until the word gets in you. That's why every time I remember, you know, some some might even laugh when I talk about this. But I remember I said this one time in my prayer. I'm like, God, I pray that let this word that I'm reading right now never depart from my heart. To the ends of time, let it be engraved in my DNA. <laughs> let it be found that in my DNA was scripture written. In my body was scripture written. I'm, I'm not even kidding. This is serious, y'all. I'm like, that's what that, that was the prayer that I, pray, I prayed. And at first I was like, where, is it, where are these words coming from? Like, are we being serious? You see, don't even think about it. I was like, I'm, a, I'm sticking by what I just said. And I pray the same for you too. To the ends of time, let scripture be found in you. Not just in you, but in the way you live. Be transformed by the word of God. Be teachable. Are you teachable? Are you a student of God? Be a student of God. And 
until we come back for another episode for tomorrow you already know i pray that all things begin to be unveiled in your life and god begins to guide you in everything you begin to trust him more rely on him more and yeah enjoy your day <laughs> you just name me men and until another one tomorrow bye